0: The Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Thanks to DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Good to have your company on the Sounding Board for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Damien Barrett in the South Bank studio. Craig Hutchison are up there in Sydney. And as I say, hello to Craig Hutchison. Uh, it's Mr. Number 19 on the list of uh, movers and shakers this year. You've had a fall, Hutchie. I thought you might have gone up in uh, Ash Brown's assessment
1: of the top 50 biggest movers and shakers in the AFL. What did you make of that? I haven't really had a good look at it, Damo, but I, I did in passing note that. Thank you for that. And uh, I'd expect to be out of the top 100 next year. The way the speed I'm falling, uh, it's all a bit of fun, isn't it? And uh, great to have the AFL record back on the weekend at venue. I thought it was magnificent. It actually was, I must admit. I, I made
0: sure I grabbed a, a copy of it and just to have, actually have something physical in one's hand relating to... To the game, as we once had uh, on a weekly
1: basis. Um, yeah, the return—the return was was joyous in so many ways, wasn't it? Did you make it back to the media box? Were the hostilities resumed? Were there any kind of icy moments of people that we've been critical of? Or was it all everyone happy to be back? How was the uh, overall mood in the uh, side-by-side box demo after 18 months' absence? I don't think this
0: is uh, restricted, Hutchie, to, to AFL media and, and football media um, per se. I feel that we, as as a society have just basically gone way, straight back to uh, to pre-COVID ways. We, we, we're getting angry at things yep. regularly. We're, we're finding fault in – and again, I'm not washing my hands of doing any of this, by the way. We're finding fault in things that probably don't have a lot of fault about them. We're yep. looking for blues. I, I felt that we might have um, taken some lessons out of what happened last year no. and, and maybe taken some some of the good that came out of the – I suppose the extra thought processes that we had it uh, thrust upon us last year, but I'm finding we're, we're straight back to
1: 2019 ways. Everyone was back whacking everyone in the footy media. <laughs> <laughs> and even in life, did, how many times last year did you say when you're on the road, going to work and no one was able to work, I'll never get upset yep. with traffic yep. ever again? Yep. And how, how often are you seeing people now lose their, oh. flip their lid around traffic? <laughs> and,
0: traffic's never been worse in this town.
1: We, we have got – there's something wrong with the human brain, isn't there? We've all, We've all reverted – quickly to pre-pandemic worries that don't really matter in the scheme of things.
0: Yeah. And and if we if you want to restrict it to, to maybe the area that we might know a little bit more about than we do other topics at the footy, um, it's just all gone back. You know, the, the, the rules are, are initially bad before we see them play out. Now they're good again. But we need to find something else to be angry at
1: uh, pretty quickly. The sub outrage was enormous. You would have thought we had another pandemic on our hands, such was the anger. The sub was like the lockdown in how angry everyone got. People were storming the building. This is unbelievable. How can they make a decision so close to the season? What are they thinking making this decision so close to the season? Don't they know we've had all summer to do this? Uh, All that was uh, raging, raging against the machine. And then, obviously, the the various bits and pieces, the rules on the weekend and the bits and pieces were dissected the way they always have. Anyway, it's good for the soul, demo, It's good to have footy back. It is. Uh, Good news! T- good news for you too, Damo. Finally, I want to just clear this because it's been an ongoing six-month saga. Mm-hmm. Finally, News Corp and Facebook have released, have reached a deal.
0: <laughs> you, you're all over this topic, even in ways that I I'm, I'm not, which uh, surprises me.
1: So-, so the community can take a collective breath now. We can all go back to resuming our content, how and where we want, and be charged accordingly for it. Thank thank goodness for that. Thank goodness the economics have worked out. Um, this was the press release that finished it off. So last week we brought to your attention that Google had taken over page 13 of the News Limited. <laughs> on Saturday, they, uh, because we we're on them, they moved it to page 2, which I reckon was a value-add upgrade, <laughs> by the way. I reckon they bought page 13, didn't want to be seen to be on there again, so page 2 got the ad on Saturday for Google. So just all, the-
0: just over that, five weeks ago... News Limited wanted to ban Google, ban Facebook, and, and and end their association with anything to do with their Australia, basically, let alone their own product. And now we've got full page ads on the sacred page two of their uh, their Saturday
1: newspaper. And Facebook's uh, you know, Facebook got so bad the government pulled their money, and news were attacking everyone. And there were six. We, we counted, of course, five stories of why Facebook had done this. This was the press release that made me laugh. And this is a bit of fun, and then we'll move on, Damien. Uh. New York, New York, March 15, 2021. News Corp announced today that it reached a multi-year agreement to provide access to trusted news and information to millions of Facebook users in Australia through its Facebook news product. The agreement involves News Corp Australia and includes the national newspaper, news.com.au, major metropolitan mastheads like the Daily Telegraph, Herald Sun, Courier Mail, regional community. In parallel, Sky News Australia has reached a news agreement with Facebook which extends and significantly builds on an existing arrangement. The three-year deal follows an agreement reached in October 2019 where News Corp publications in the United States demo yes. receive payments in exchange for access to stories. Oh. News Corp now has agreements with Facebook, Google and Apple to provide access to journalism. News Corp and its leadership, including Executive Chairman Rupert Murdoch, Co-Chairman oh. Lachlan Murdoch and Chief Executive Robert Thompson, oh. have championed the cause oh, for the... greater good. Of the Of the tech platform's compensating news publications for content for many years. This was the quote from Thompson. You're going to love this. The agreement with Facebook is landmark in transforming the terms of trade for journalism and will have a material and meaningful impact on our Australian news business. Get this. Mark Zuckerberg and his team deserve credit for their role in helping fashion a future for journalism, which has been under extreme duress. Actually, that's enough, mate. Rupert and led a global debate. And they also go on to be grateful to Scott Morrison, Josh Frydenberg, oh. and the Australian Competition Consumer Commission chair Rod oh, Sims.
0: How sick!
1: <laughs> I, I feel sick listening to that. We might have to cut some of that out. No, actually, post show. end story is this news? News win? <laughs> Facebook? Uh, no. End story
0: is this: we're getting money. We're getting money off Facebook and Google. Full stop. Uh, uh, big deal. Journalism's the winner on the oh, day. Oh, yeah, of course it is. The journalism's the winner. That's the <laughs> least of their worries on, in that, that organisation. I was
1: surprised that press release hadn't hit your desk. So I, oh, I hadn't seen that, <laughs> seen that, hachi I hadn't seen that.
0: Hey, it's been a big week on, on a number of uh, of media fronts. And, and, and as as we like to do, I mean, we try and skim across the, the issues that, that bring certain people and issues to the media. But I'll start with the AFL one, Hutchie. Um, as we speak on this particular week, it's Tuesday afternoon. Paddy Dangerfield, the AFL player, is a out-to-front a tribunal case relating to his accidental bump on a on an Adelaide player last week. Let's forget about um, who it was, so to speak, in terms of the conversation. I want to raise it, though, because unusually, unusually, Paddy Dangerfoot himself has already mounted prior to his own tribunal hearing – the case for his defence, saying it was an accident, that he was protecting himself. This is extraordinary on so many levels. Uh, five years ago, or well, certainly 10 years ago, he may well have been fined by the, uh, the system, the AFL, for commenting on his matter before it went to the tribunal. And secondly, this man, and you, you, know, we, you and I both love him um, as, a, as a person and as a media performer, he's just decided to just uh, use the media
1: before the event on his own case. I love where that to, aspect of it. Where to start on this? So I saw him talk yesterday, and it did catch my attention like it did yours as well, because I think, if nothing else, he's been fully open all the time, every time. Well, you're not supposed to speak, right? So I, I, th- I think that him speaking was probably at the edge of the line of what's allowed and what isn't. You're missing one very valuable point here, though, Domo. You normally read the play pretty well. He's got the ultimate shield, Patrick. That he's bent. got a shield around him that, you, that he must be aware of, that is massive. He's the president of the of the players' association. Yeah, I get all that. But what's your point about that being any of, you, of use to this conversation? It means he can do what he wants when he wants because they're not going to take him on on stuff. Why, why would you risk? Why would you have a Why would you have a paper fight with him when you need him on board for the big stuff? If you're the AFL, it does buy you a, an invisible shield being the president of the PA. It always has. And it always will. I, I, I love the brazenness of it to, to
0: to just look effectively look down and and, and stop. It was an old fashioned door stop, as they say, and he just stopped and he spoke as he as he would um, under most circumstances. But he, was,
1: he did choose his words carefully. I don't think if, if you went back and watched what he said, it was it was line ball, but it was okay. I think, and I don't think anyone thinks he'll get off tonight. But the time this podcast is downloaded, by the way, this is a redundant conversation because no, it's not because we're raising it from the uh, the media tactic of of Paddy Dangerfield yep. choosing to do what he He's, did. He can say more and get away with a little more than the average player because of the role, the double role that he plays. Hmm. It's a really important role between the, that role and the AFL. The, the other one I wanted to raise, Hutchie, and, and again,
0: this is a Tuesday afternoon, late afternoon, almost basically evening as we're talking. Uh, Scott Morrison today called a press conference to address the, the latest round of uh, disgraceful behaviour inside the the uh, Parliament House there in, in Canberra. And I think you know my views well enough now to know that I just think he talks in sound bites and that's all he chooses to do. There is no substance to, to what he says beyond saying um, words within a press conference. He he. Got emotional today. I'm not going to begrudge that. I mean, of course, he's allowed to to get emotional. He's allowed to talk about his 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 wife and, and daughters again, as he as he chose to do. But when when he says that he, sh- these are the words he used. Touchy, shocked, disgusted, disgraceful. Uh, yeah, yes, th- that's that's what he should be. But that's what he should have been probably a couple of years ago. When it comes to this type of behaviour under under his and his government's watch in uh, in Canberra, so. The the, the continual use of the soundbite and then walking away from the soundbite and doing next to nothing about what he's talking about is 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 of constant frustration.
1: He was losing the PR battle on this. He conceded as much today by addressing, acknowledging, I think, was his word that he that his words hadn't been always well received, and the emotion was running high. And I think you know there's a political element to that as well. And then the extraordinary piece of the press conference that was the the suggestion back to Sky News uh, of Andrew last- quinnell of glass yep. houses. So, talk us through what happened here. You were watching it. Yeah, I it was. It was. It was remarkable, and it was some great questioning, great follow up questioning from the, from the media throng after he did it.
0: It was, and, and we don't often go back to uh, the, the sound bite on, on this show, but l- let's do that on this occasion, Hutchie. Uh, Sky's Andrew Clennell, spoke, Clennell speaking to Scott Morrison today. Hey, if, you boss, if you
1: were the boss of the business, and there'd been an alleged rape on your watch, and this incident we heard about last night on your watch, your job had probably been a bit of jeopardy, wouldn't it? Doesn't it look like you've lost control of your ministerial staff here? Well, I'll let you editorialise as you like, Andrew. Um, but if anyone in this room, wants to offer up the standards in their own workplaces, by comparison, I'd invite you to do so. Well, they're better than these would suggest. Well, right? well let, 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 let me take you up on that. Let me take you up on that. Right now, you'd be aware, in your own organisation, that there is a person who has had a complaint made against them for harassment of a woman in a women's toilet. And that matter is being pursued by your own HR department. I'm not aware so be- of it. Well, you're not aware of it. So let's not... All of us who sit in glass houses here start getting into that. You're free to make your criticisms and to stand on that pedestal, but be careful.
0: Now, now for the Prime Minister, Haji, to use the phrase glass houses when you're talking about this topic, sexual assault, to randomly... Throw in something he'd heard last night, and, and again, I don't want to get into the even the accuracy of what he did say because it has been disputed. I don't think we need to go into that. But for him to, to, to throw a specific allegation back at, at anyone um, asking him a question about it, for, for his own political point scoring, I mean – the, the sensitivities around such matters, he doesn't get. He didn't get it when he when he chose to, to not address the Brittany Higgins situation. He, he didn't get it properly when he failed to do anything of any substance around Christian Porter. And again, that's not to say anything is, is, is yet to be proven with Christian Porter, but his words around it, they were lacking. And the last thing I want to say about this, Hachi, people who do lay these complaints, um, they need to give permission, I would have thought, to someone as as as, as uh, profiled as a prime minister before any form – any form of commentary is made about their particular case publicly.
1: It's extraordinary exchange. It was an error to get to do that. It was out of line and it was wrong. Like it's any complaint needs to be treated respectfully, seriously and confidentially until that person otherwise chooses to make it public. And to the the media in this instance uh, led by, places like the ABC, Four Corners, the Australian newspaper and others, have done a fantastic job of shining a light on Canberra and a significant problem hmm. that Scott Morrison is only just now coming to grips with and accepting because it's a political problem for him. Yep. It, it, it's become a, a big political problem for him and so now it, the pennies drop late and hard but the media have done a great job of exposing some of these stories. Channel Ten News last night did a, a tremendous job of airing disgusting allegations that again called Canberra as a, as a place and the the politics of both parties and particularly the incumbent government in, into account. In the, into account. So for him to to push a question back onto the media who are doing the nat- a national service here, trying to trying to shine a light on the poor treatment of women in our you know, national uh, was wrong, like, and, but, but and to, I, to I think use... it was an emotional. It sounded like an. He was emotional. He was defensive, and he let his guard down when he was criticised. Hmm. And I, I would think he's sitting back tonight, going, "Okay, I didn't. Need, that was that was wrong. That was an error." And that, and then there's it, no, this, this man is
0: surrounded. This man is surrounded by by more PR people than, than anyone else in the country, and and quite possibly by by as many people as very few people in the world would be. The the chain of command and the the advice he would be getting, there is no way. And you and I know these media people, Hutchie, who who provide the advice to the people who are uh, the CEOs and chairmen and, and chair people of of these companies. There is no one in the world worth their salt in that field who would have said to Scott Morrison today, "Hey, when you get asked about this, yep. use the glass houses line." There's no one who would have said that. So he's no, gone rogue on that.
1: That 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 it felt like he went rogue. It felt like he was it was a, it was a power. It was a def- he was def- he was defensive and he let his guard down and I, I suspect he regrets that if he doesn't he should that's not how you respond to questions and then it also called further into account his lack of knowledge of his own situations if he could be aware of someone else's hmm. how and the next and the, the there was some great journalism after that where people sensed the moment in the room. I wish I could acknowledge the name of the the reporter. She was magnificent. I, I don't have it handy. I've seen that part of it too. Who, yeah, who picked and, up and on who yep. picked up on what had happened. Yep. Asked the question quickly and uh, and meaningfully, and it's you know, there's a lot of work that needs to get done here, isn't there? And it's there's been fundamentally for all of the appalling behaviour and the allegations and the things that make us sick. There's some great journalism going on, trying to hold yeah. and, power to account here. And there was last night, Hutchie. I, I
0: sat down and, and, again, as I'm doing pretty much every Monday night these these days, uh, watching Four Corners. The, the interview with the key person... The security guard. The security guard. Now, yep. th- this was extraordinary old-fashioned journalism. No one had been able to get a proper line on this Brittany Higgins situation since it broke. And I'm not say a proper line, I'm talking about a news line. Okay, so the ABC has managed to get the security guard on duty, on the night in question, who actually happened to see Brittany Higgins on the night in question. Not one member, according to the security guard of the Australian Federal Police, nor one member of the government had chosen also to ask her a question. I... I I it just gets, gets down to the fact, Hachi, that they don't want to know. So Sometimes knowing is dangerous. Now, I'm sure they know a whole lot more than they're prepared to admit publicly, but I'm also prepared to, to, to believe some of them when they say they don't know because they've cho- chosen not to know. I want you to explain to our listeners. You, you Again, let's remove this Canberra situation away from this, but have there been times in, in your corporate life where you've chosen not to know something for, for, for reasons that relate to it better, it's better off not
1: knowing. I can't think of one. Well, I mean, you need to know if you're in charge of an organization, what as much as you can or are supposed to know. I'm sure there's been times that I haven't been told things, and lots of times, probably, but other people have made decisions that they M- would. made decisions on your behalf, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. N- knowingly. No, the on the media side of this, so the media gets a bad rap. And and sometimes, often rightfully so. Like we, we in the media, the the collective media, get it wrong from time to time, don't behave to the extent as we all expect, um, and it gets mocked by the community from time to time. But if you want to the, – the media is doing a great job here in holding the federal parliament to account on its poor behaviour and clearly poor culture – when it comes to the treatment specifically of women. And if the media wasn't doing what it's doing now, these things would be going unaddressed. I don't think the government would wake up one day and say, you know what, we've been meaning to get around to this and now we're going to call an investigation into everything that's going wrong. We don't, we're going to get Kate uh, Jenkins involved. They're all media... Everything that's happened has been a reaction to media coverage as yep. opposed to being a proactive act. Yep. So this is an example of the media doing its job thoroughly and well. And fairly. Hmm. I I don't think there's... there's, Now, there's been some decisions that have been discretionary. Clearly, the the Louise Milligan decision to report on the Attorney-General, and now that's the subject of a lawsuit, was a discretionary decision where they had to make a call on whether they're going to report it or not. And everyone can make their own mind up on whether that was a right, wrong, or indifferent decision. And there's been a series of decisions here going back to Four Corners last year and the the tone of its report inside the Canberra bubble. But the collective view of all that is that more good is coming out of this than hmm. than anything else. One
0: more on this before Would we- you
1: agree with that? Yeah, I do. I do. Yep. I do. Um,
0: we've, all, we've probably spoken a bit longer than we were meaning to about this. And, and there's another update, actually, Hachi, which we need to get to in one moment. But we, let's remove the specifics of, of the Four Corners report and, the, and let's remove Brittany Higgins from this conversation. Under your watch, Hachi, and, and I think under anyone's watch in, in any situation, ahead head of a company- if something happened, if there was a a fight, if there was an just just use the word incident. If there was an incident in the office, on your floor of a business that you're running, I reckon I know you well enough to know that you personally would want to get to the bottom of it. And and if and if you weren't getting answers out of the people involved in quote the incident or the people who knew of it, you would you would ring security yourself and say right who was who, who was on who was on that night and you I reckon you personally would want to know who knocked on the door. So. To so deal with, with the incident
1: with Scott Morrison, what's, what's the worst of the two evils here? That the worst of the he, two evils for him is, is knowing. Is, yeah, so like if he's if he's as naive as he's saying he is that, that that's a problem in itself. That's a problem in itself, right? And, and it's arguably
0: a bigger problem because he's prime minister of this country. If he's but but, but it's it's wor- he's taken the view he's taken the view that it's worse for him to know.
1: Well, yeah, but it's politically safer for him. in Well, it's, it's it, not because... It, it, it has been. It's not now. And, and it's not the now. Have, the winds have changed. The winds have changed
0: us. too. And, Hutchie, this is what we don't do on this show, but we need to now, given we've discussed this. As of a few moments ago, News Limited has actually put out a statement relating to this glass houses accusation of the Prime Minister today. And it's... Uh, I'll just read the first line. People can pick up on this story outside of this product. But um, a statement from News Corp Australia, Australasia Executive Chairman Michael Miller regarding comments by Prime Minister Scott Morrison... Prime Minister Scott Morrison was wrong today to claim an investigation is underway into a complaint accusing an employee of harassment against a woman in a female toilet. No complaint has been received, and News Corp and Sky News are not dealing with a complaint. It goes on. People can read it elsewhere. We need to address that today, again. we had just discussed it. But that opens up a greater range of problems oh. for this Prime Minister of ours to, to have used this glasshouse's angle to try and defend himself.
1: Well, I mean, it's... it's- it's a sensation, really. It is. It is on, on two fronts. One, he, he's it almost being, makes his
0: position untenable.
1: He's being accused of getting it wrong to defend a situation and puts focus on something that's untested. And two, um, if you want to actually leave aside the se- severity of this issue and just go back to the the, the uh, political side of it for a sec, which is h- hard to do, but let's just try. Yep. yep. He's got He's cosied up to news with the yep. relationship that we yep. identified at the start of this podcast. He's got the Facebook deal through yep. Parliament for them, really, as a part of a quid pro quo of the way he's covered. They've been his greatest protector. He's, he's bought this shield of uh, cover, he and the, his team, and now, now they've, they're, they've had a blue. They've had I a did. blue. Now he's got himself at odds with his biggest ally in the coverage. So... What that does to the tone of the coverage here fascinates me too, Damo. Now, is the is the big is the greater good bigger than the? I mean, I oh, don't it's, know. it's all
0: part of it, Hutchie. And, and we we normally delve into the the media side of it, which we did initially here. But we then need to address the the denial side of it and, officially. And it, it's it's I think it's untenable now, Hutchie, with what he's done today.
1: And we don't. No. We we're not political reporters and be people are on their eyes us even talking about this but we have a a microphone and a voice and we accept our naivety when it comes to Absolutely we do. The the, the depth of some of these issues particularly in Canberra and but we we and, do and beyond.
0: we do work in media and we'd like to think we can at least read the media side of these situations and this is this is now really Really bad for Scott Morrison on, on so many levels, and, and you're right, once, once it all blows over with his disgraceful behaviour at his own press conference today, the fallout f- from him now falling out with his biggest backers in News Limited and Sky, by extension of that, well, I, is I, I, it's going not, to be profound.
1: It, it's not a fallout stage, but he, he, he made an error. It was, a, it was a silly thing to do. Like but, He had to deal with the issues in front of him that he knows... But we're no.
0: dealing with sexual assault, Hutchie. It's, it's, it's not a topic to throw around willy-nilly. And, and yeah, he, he, he hasn't got it from day one. He tried to make out to the public today by using the words shock, disgusted, disgraceful. They're just words. They're always just words. And we've said too many words on this particular issue. Let's move on. Hutchie, the NFL, we, we, we're obsessed with, and, and I think a lot of our listeners maybe as well. But the, the prices being paid to, to players, it's, it's always been a, a topic of fascination for we here in Australia. I want to raise – these are signing bonus figures to just a couple of players coming out of the COVID situation. Dak Prescott, $66 million. Russell Wilson, $65 million. Aaron Rodgers, $57.5 million. These are sign-on fees. These are not even to play the game fees. They then get wages not as big as that sign-on bonus, by the way, but they're still in the 20s and sometimes 30s of millions of dollars per season. I just want to raise it, Hachi. How is it that these guys can get those sort of numbers – And our best player in the AFL last year earned about $1 million. And I know that was a COVID-related year, but even taking COVID out of it, it's probably only going to be about 1.2, 1.3.
1: it's it's the scale of the sport, the volume of the people – the size of the broadcast deal and the global nature of it, so, and the fact that the players in the NFL get a greater share of the money than the players in the AFL do, like they. Well, we're doing something wrong. Those players are doing something. Dustin Martin,
0: and I know Dustin Martin is, is just listen to anyone, any Richmond but player. Know, so he, he's one of the greatest team team players of all time. But he's the best player we, we have seen for a, a long time, Hutchie. He's getting the same amount of money that Wayne Carey got in the back in the late nineteen nineties.
1: Yeah, he is. But we're we're too. Um, we're getting into areas here that I shouldn't get into, but the 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 gap between what the very best players get and the not quite as good players get not, is not it's not big enough. It's not big enough, is it? It's
0: really? nowhere near big enough. Yeah, the, 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 if you're an AFL player now, the 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 zone you want to be in is a high draft pick who hasn't played too many games, but is threatening to leave his club. So that third and fourth year of that of that career, that player is going to naturally get up to $600,000 even if he's done nothing in those first two years because the club he's at doesn't want to have the embarrassment of not being able to convert a a first-round draft pick into a good player. The club that are approaching him think he's still a first-round draft pick and we're going to make him into that first-round draft pick. We're going to throw that money at
1: him. That's the the problem in the system. And the NFL have done a great job. Like, it wasn't that long ago that there was mass concussion looming and – you know, the multi-billion-dollar lawsuit and how they're going to have a sport and the COVID and season might get cancelled and they they've found a way to keep their sport among the best-rated in America. It's among the the most fixtured, most watched television. Mm. Always, generally speaking, close games go down to the wire, big TV eyeballs. One of the most watched things on television. They've also globalized the sport, which has added significant value to, to deals like the ESPN Monday Night Football deal. That's a that's a carry-through deal into every country. So they've been able to get the the sport known outside of America, which adds value to its broadcast deals significantly. Particularly when there's a global this global bidders, and they've been able to chop the rights up. So they've been able to, they've got like a pizza broadcast rights, haven't they? Now they've got Amazon in on the Thursday night. Yes, and they've given it a platform. They kept a little bit over here to the left. They've got uh, CBS. It's a mighty, and they pay the players a greater share of the money than we do. In Australia, we argue that we need more as a sport to develop and grow it into New South Wales and Queensland and other areas, and you can understand that argument. I think the players get about 60% of the pie here versus the NFL. What, what is um, it,
0: roughly, NFL-wise? What is it?
1: Well, it's been a while since I've checked, but yeah. I, from memory, we're high 20s in share, and they're about 40, 45, aren't they? Somewhere in there. Right. Um, so it's hats off to the... And to the the players that are earning big money, and it's an extraordinary deal. And it's a good sign for global sport. Like, we, we, the knock-on effect of that, either the AFL or NRL, and you're sitting here looking at your broadcast rights, you'd have been panicking a year ago. There were clear danger signs. It's not a bad sign that viewability in sport, and for all things change, they stay the same. Like, not a lot changed in that deal other than Amazon got to the table. And I'm sure they're a stalking horse on the rest. Uh, New tech's going to play a role but not the role in the NFL, and... Yeah, maybe that happens in the AFL as well, Damo, We'll see. Hutchy, we uh, you. I
0: reckon you single-handedly. Uh, well, I reckon you would have stolen it from someone way back. But you, more than anyone else in the modern world of media, have have uh, brought new life to the term "taking out the trash." And we like to bring a weekly version or example of taking out the trash. And we've got one, haven't we, this week uh, when the AFL last week announced the medical sub officially would be introduced uh, thirty-six hours before the uh, or thirty hours before the first game of football played for the season. The Adelaide Crows within that same half an hour period decided to part ways with one of their players, Tyson Stengel, officially, (laughs) which which was a decision made
1: some time ago. And what's happened now is we've got a bunch of amateur media garbologists, demo, who mop up the trash when it's taken out, and they dump it back in our Twitter feeds. That's I like that. I like that's that. A, though. That's what's happening. So all the um, Juno Garbos out there who are doing this,
0: I appreciate them doing. Uh, we
1: it. appreciate very much that because it, 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 often, often not one tweet you get now; it's often <laughs> dozens at the it's same a, time. It's a good point you raise. I, I think
0: I missed actually the Tyson Stingle announcement uh, in in the, the taking out the trash element because of the medical sub. I was being caught up with, so I think it was our Twitter audience that uh, alerted, it, or certainly me, to it. Anyway, so well, and well it done. Was,
1: it was, you know, round one, eve of the season, new rule, uproar, nice place to land it. So not a bad trash nomination for Ian Shuttleworth at uh, Adelaide, <laughs> who landed that media release. One of the good operators, Ian, uh, in a uh, in a day where he thought he'd get away with it, but he, unfortunately, yeah, shutsy, he didn't. <laughs> um, and uh, I hope he gets another chance. Uh, Tyson Stingle, by the way, and I'm, I'm sure he will at some stage. In some club will take him on as a as a as a project. Hopefully, um, after a, a, you know, a rough time and some indiscretions that uh, that, w- that uh, didn't work out at, at the Crow. So we'll see where that where that lands.
0: Staggeringly, in recent weeks, Archie, it's been you who, have been, who has been uh, quite keen to highlight some of the hypocrisy uh, of our friends down there at News Limited. And, no, um, I haven't. Well, well, yeah, I've laughed, the, along. Laughed, laughed along. You've laughed along. You've laughed along. With
1: but, the Facebook. So I've
0: let it go yeah. for a bit, but I, I, I can't help myself this week. I've got to delve back into a few of them. Can I do that with your permission? Where are you going here? <laughs> Where do you want me to go? There's about 15 options every week that you're not allowing me to talk about anymore. I've got, got many. Right. Hit me up and I'll, I'll tell you whether you can proceed or not. All right. John Burns, former co-host of the radio station 3AW with yep. the, the great, you know what I think of Ross Stevenson, There's no, there's been no one better on on talkback radio, oh, sorry, on morning radio. Uh,
1: so He tipped the bucket on them and it was a good get by the Australian newspaper who got the exclusive interview. Yeah, that's
0: what I was going to get to, the Australian newspaper <laughs> and then the Herald Sun picked it up and ran it uh, lead item for about uh, three quarters of a day because it bagged a, a product that is owned by the opposition, Hutchie, with the well, nine Fairfax deal.
1: It was good journalism because- Oh, it was. It was a good story. John had a different view of events to what 3W had had, and you can choose which version you, you choose to, but John had a different view, and yeah, I think radio stories generally stack up all right in the Verity scores of the Herald Sun, so you can understand why they would have run it, but it does get a little bit of extra, it gets the 10% dollop of mayonnaise on it because it's owned by the competitor. There's no doubt about that. Yep. It's because it's a nine uh, product.
0: Merited Merited First Side has rated its socks off, but that being a Channel 9 product again, the the entire season, when it launched, whenever it was, I don't know, what, six, seven, eight weeks ago, there was a headline around, again, on News Limited, Merited at first sight figures down. And i think thinking, gee, that's interesting. I, I didn't think they were. You, you read, you actually read into the story, they were down about 1,000 on, on a, on a yep. 1. 1.4 base upon the same night of the previous year, last year. <laughs> but
1: it's a two way. It's a
0: 1.4 million national audience, Hutchie, you know, and they tried to say they were down.
1: But it's a, it's a two way battle, this, isn't it? Like it, the, the nine assets have. And the news assets have been throwing them over the fence at each other for a while. I'm not sure that it's been playful or otherwise, but no, no questions on the no question, Dave. it's on the news radar, <laughs> and it does get that extra little bit of a kick along.
0: Yep. Yeah, but Matt, uh, Married at first sight. That that would be, and, and you've given the actual name of this program inside the, the News Limited organisations now. The Verity Score. That that being the, uh, the the topics and the issues, and, and more importantly the. the the individuals who who basically force people to click, I reckon Merritt at first sight that 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 would have to be in the top five wouldn't it
1: yep that's a very it's a very subject
0: i've got another i've got another person who I reckon's there with a bullet and he's been with a bullet for a number of years now but i I reckon he he clearly must be somewhere in the top i don't know twenty at the very least in um in cane corns
1: yeah i'm not I'm not certain where he ranks on the Verity, but he gets quoted well, a lot, doesn't well, he? Well,
0: John Ralph wrote a story that had nothing in it apart from the ability to put cane Corns into the first paragraph, the second paragraph, the third paragraph, and then therefore the headline.
1: Did you see I, – I had a laugh about it. I, I know it was just a bit tongue-in-cheek, but did you see we played it on 40 Classified? Ralphie suggested that Kara uh, had written a clickbait story about North Melbourne. Oh, and Ralphie uh, <laughs> said someone else had written a clickbait story. Uh, but about North Melbourne, I'm not. No disrespect to North, Damo, but you're not in the. You're not. You don't rank high in the verity numbers. I don't think. So North, North wouldn't be on not, the verity numbers, you're no. Not, you're not no, but no, what I picked up on that was
0: was John Ralph accusing
1: another media person of, the, of a clickbait article. Really? Well, he, he's he's what? What is, uh, oh. he's very good at. Uh, driving consumption Ralphie so he wouldn't he would know but I think, I think North might, he might have got a little bit wrong he, he admitted but, that, he admitted to having a, having a drink while he's working I, I noticed too I saw that one, yeah, of our, which, one of our Twitter followers which is uh, okay we're all, we're all adults this, this, is, this,
0: is, this is one of the good things in footy apparently the simple pleasures of a beer at the footy had a beer in the MCC's Frank Gray Smith Bar before working at Richmond Carlton game by myself yeah. it cost I $6.30 I would have paid 20 bucks. it was so good to be back I have no problem with that. Though. Like, if you
1: what he had a look, drink, you have, you have no problem with him having a drink while he's working. He had a beer before he went and covered the game. That's all right. Just it's one, a, just one's okay. That's all right. It's it's eighteen months till we had the footy back, though, right? Like, <laughs> he would have paid twenty not, bucks for it. You're not going to get so childish and oh. um, juvenile are you, that you're going to complain about one oh. beer before. How many times in the if, old? If old you, days I'll tell you of, what.
0: If you said to me on this podcast, I had a beer when I was a, about to do the podcast. I'm sure John Ralph would use your verity clickbaitable nature to to highlight no. the fact that uh, Craig Hutchison drinking on the job. There, there's a headline you. there in John Ralph's world. If it wasn't John Ralph admitting him himself, I'm not.
1: I'm not with you on this. You tell me that in the old days of the uh, what was that uh, pub we talk about in the Flinders Street? Oh, the Phoenix. The Phoenix. Yeah. The Phoenix people would. <laughs>
0: I don't know People, how the second edition ever, ever got out, Archie. Regularly having a beer on the <laughs> We've job. We've talked like about it. this. Yeah, the whole so no, the whole joint not.
1: left the building, but so in the first edition, I'm, which was ten o'clock, I've been with you on a couple of fronts today, but I'm not with you on the Ralphie thing. Oh, you're not, aren't you? no, nah, 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 okay. He's allowed to have a beer on the way to the footy, and he, and he wrote about it, so he didn't he didn't hide from it. So fair enough. That's yeah. fair enough. Is it? We, we can't, like, we've just come on the back of a pandemic, Damon. We can't <laughs> get caught up in these <laughs> in these things. Good to see you're back nice and angry again.
0: No, no I'm not. I just, you, you've held me back from the News Limited a bit. No, I've just got to get it off my chest every now and again, Hutchie. And I just yeah. felt
1: it... I wish you'd have a bit more respect for where you spent 15, No, no, you, years. I, I will
0: never, ever have not have respect for what what, uh, what what that place did for me, Hutchie. But I don't have to like it since I've left it.
1: Uh, Damon, just wanted to fill you in on, we, we... Since I
0: chose to leave it too, by
1: the way, Hutchie, by the way. We... We, uh... Willingly, wanting to get out of it. We couldn't, couldn't hang board, around there any longer. We've got the sounding board audience involved in this. So for every problem in the life, there's a solution. Yep. So we are trialling a solution at the moment to a world-first technology, and we, we uh, rolled this out at uh, Marvel Stadium on the weekend. So for those who are following along on Twitter and who are connected to the product, thank you. We will try again this weekend, and... Um, the aim is to try and provide a better service for a consumer at the footy. So long story short, on your phone where most people live, you can't listen to any call anywhere in the world inside 20, 25 seconds, and it makes it a difficult user experience. Is it
0: 25-second delay yeah, now on the phone? Yeah, okay. It's a,
1: long, it's a long time through mobile. It's less through, obviously, other The, the old-fashioned, yeah, analogue. We've, we've now got uh, a technology solution that's been two years in the making that's exclusive at the moment to us. Where you can hear our SEN footy and our AFL nation call in real time, no delay, in your earpieces, on your phone at the footy Marvel Stadium. You connect into the Wi-Fi. It's a 30-second solution. There's a product built in the back end. Uh, Really excited to hit go on this demo, and we've got other venues to roll out in the coming weeks. So if you're going to Marvel Stadium this weekend, give it a go. We're open to any feedback or thoughts on how to enhance it, but we've already had audio exclusively as a product on app and now we get to, to actually roll it out in uh, real time it's very cool it's called sen stadium demo uh, even and, you'll even you'll be listening
0: and and you get to to listen to it th- through through your phone through your phone yep. in real time okay you, of course you could just choose to listen to a better product in the triple M offering, Hutchie. How would you and, do that and when e- there's and even no if, app audio? Even if it was slightly delayed, it will be a far superior well, it's
1: not on a, it's broadcast not
0: on of, of the actual action you've just seen and it might be better to listen to it in replay,
1: You can't think. get it you can't get it on your app demo. You? you can only get it on the AFL Oh you platform. can find a way, Hutchie. It's a far better product. Um, question of the week time for Drinkwise. That was that reminded me of your argument when you said how can people have two jobs when you had four? <laughs> the most flawed <laughs> that was as flawed an argument as the time he tried to sell that he couldn't understand how someone had two employers I'm like you got four no, it and was, then you're it like oh, was, let's talk about the next topic it was Cooper Cronk <laughs> Cooper Cronk, <laughs> Cronk consulting the two clubs Cooper
0: Cronk play, working for, for the Melbourne Storm and the Sydney Roosters Actually, yep that's anyway it. quick question of the week time On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. We'll go with the question from Mick Coucher on Facebook, Hutchie. It's it's a detailed question. It's a good question. Uh, For those who want to actually see the full question, just go to Mick Coucher at Facebook. It relates to the Amazon documentaries, which we've had a lot of interest in. Uh, What are your thoughts, and this is only part of it, of the excessive obscenities throughout it? Does this jeopardise or sideline the ability to target the younger generation of listeners? Another observation made, Hutchie, by Mick here is, I'm an Eagles fan and watching the series changed my perception of Adam Simpson negatively. Additionally, as a Gen Y viewer, I found the treatment of players, particularly Cornelio from coaches, only eroded their confidence. It goes on, um, this behaviour wouldn't be tolerated in other fields of employment. Great to hear your thoughts, uh, Mick. So it's it's a really good question, Hutchie. What, what do you make of what I've just read out there? And, and, I think and, and the-, the, uh,
1: the swearing was toned down significantly, so I think it came down to a level which was acceptable to the, everyone, but it was probably – the starting point of it was probably horrific. So, so
0: you had no problems with it being beeped out or even removed?
1: Well, oh, I think they did the best they could to minimize yeah. it. I, 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 I would, I would it have rather worse.
0: I would have rather leave it because I think if you're going to put cameras in there, yep. l- leave what's said in there. Oh, look, certain words, no, absolutely, beat them out. But the 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 one that was used most begins with F, and and I'm I feel Hutchie, if you're going to present that product, leave it as is when it yep. comes to that particular word. That, that's just my take on that part of it. And then I agree
1: with you on Canelia. Like, I, I, you don't really get a full lens on things, so it might be unfair on Leon because you're only getting snippets and edits. On what we saw, he was too. He was really hard on Cornelio. and I know I sound like a Leon critic all the time, but I, I didn't. I didn't think that the it, it, he was very hard on him. Young captain, mm. it, a, a captain that uh, was clearly not ready yet to do the role was what I took away. And and in one sense and another sense, a coach was really hard on him about that. And, and the last point, and we've discussed
0: this last point a, a few times, and, and I still feel there's going to be something quite drastic in, in this down the track, maybe as soon as this year. But the workplace of a football club, it's not a normal workplace environment. And yet, ultimately, under the, the laws of the land, they, they are going to be treated as workplaces. And I'll be staggered if there's not more legal action taken by certain people within those organisations yep. than has been in the past. Would Things you agree up- with
1: that? Things are going to have to change because you've got old-school coaches still with uh, old-school tongues. Yeah, yep. It's got better, hasn't it, but not not to worry. It about has it. got better,
0: but again, in times of, of uh, desperation and, and crisis, uh, it does revert. Actually, we've bounced that around today. A few topics uh, took a bit longer to get through, and interestingly enough, the the whole Scott Morrison thing um, took a life of its own, even as we
1: started talking, but uh, that might be it. And if it's choosing to vent like Damo does... You won't miss a moment if you drink wise.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email the sounding Board at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to DrinkWise.